Good morning and welcome to our God's Word for Today devotional. And in this episode of our devotional, we will read the defense of Paul about the accusation that the Jewish council had accused him about before the governor, Felix. So let me read to you Acts 24, verses 10 to 21. And when the governor had nodded him to speak, Paul replied, Knowing that for many years you have been a judge over this nation, I cheerfully make my defense. You can verify that it is not more than 12 days since I went up to worship in Jerusalem. And they did not find me disputing with anyone or stewing up a crowd, either in the temple or in the synagogues or in the city. Neither can they prove to you what they now bring up against me. But this I confess to you, that according to the way which they call a sect, I worship the God of our fathers, believing everything laid down by the law and written in the prophets, having a hope in God, which these men themselves accept, that there will be a resurrection of both the just and the unjust. So I always take pains to have a clear conscience toward God and men. Now, after several years, I came to bring arms to my nation and to present offerings. While I was doing this, they found me purified in the temple without any crowd or tumult. But some Jews from Asia, they ought to be here before you and to make an accusation. So they have nothing against me. Or else, let this mean themselves say what wrongdoing they found when I stood before the council. Other than this one thing that I cried out while standing among them, it is with respect to the resurrection of the dead that I am on trial before you this day. So Paul asserted that he was of clear conscience. In this defense against the accusations of the Jews, he asserted that he was innocent. There was no doubt that the preaching of the gospel had caused discomfort to these people who did not believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, but in no way that he was a troublemaker. It is true that his ministry has indirectly led to social unrest. Like, for example, in Philippi, he expelled a fortune-telling demon from a slave girl. Thus, the owners incited a crowd to beat Paul and his ministry partner, Silas. We can read that story in Acts 16, verses 16 to 23. And in Ephesus, there were so many Artemis worshippers who came to faith in Jesus that the idol makers formed a protest that nearly became a riot. So the people who were affected in the business of making idols, they were the ones who incited the riots. His accusers, particularly the Jewish council, here before the governor could not substantiate their accusations. Paul said that since he arrived at Jerusalem, he neither had a dispute with anybody or he did not stare a mob whatsoever. In fact, he brought arms to his nation and presented offerings. After the long travel that he did, he gathered some arms and donations to the nation for the needy. And this was the reason why he went inside the temple quietly without a tumult. Paul, however, acknowledged before the governor that he worshipped the God of their fathers according to the way, which 
the religious leaders call a sect of the Nazarene. He affirmed that he believed in everything laid down by the law and written in the prophets. And Paul also believed that he had a hope in God, which the religious leaders accepted that there will be a resurrection of both the just and the unjust. So he did not change his statement here. Actually, before the council, he said that the only reason why he was accused was that he preached that there will be a resurrection someday for the just and the unjust. Now, what can we learn from here? We learn from here that an accusation like Paul being accused wrongly or illegally could be a blessing in disguise. In, for what reason? Because it would clear our motive and our conscience. It's always a win-win situation when we are criticized and accused of something that is not wrong or even if it is right or it, it is true. Firstly, because if we are accused of something that is true, we could thank God for making us aware of the fault or the sin which we inadvertently missed perhaps in our lives and we needed to settle before God immediately. And on the other hand, if it is not true, we should thank God also that our motives are right in order for us not to be careless but prudent always in our actions. So in other words, if it is not true, we can just thank God that, Lord, thank you so much for checking my heart that my motives are right before God and before you, before men. Thus, for our application this morning, when we are questioned, let us not um, be, let us not respond out of emotion, but let us respond in a godly way. We know that God allowed it to happen. God allows it for a reason. And we know that Romans 8.28 is always true. We always hold that Romans 8.28 is that God is always orchestrating everything for his good, for our good, and that is to make us a better, and um, that his will will be done in our lives so that we'll become more Christ-like. So whenever we had experiences like this, that we are accused of something which we know it is not true, let's heed to what Paul expressed later when he wrote the epistle to Philippians especially when we are accused of something that is not right, when we know that there is nothing wrong in our lives, in our hearts. He said in Philippians chapter 2, verse 14 to 16, Do all things without grumbling or disputing, that you may be blameless and innocent children of God without blemish in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation, among whom you shine as lights in the world, holding fast to the word of life, so that in the day of Christ, we may be proud that we did not run in vain or labor in vain. So if ever there are people who are attacking us, we know God allowed it. 
but for a reason that we can shine in this perverse and crooked world that we can, we can witness just as light will shine in and through the darkness, we could shine and be a good testimony by the way we react, by the way we respond. May God help us. Let us pray. Father, we thank you that your word this morning could encourage our hearts, Lord, to be faithful despite of the wrong accusations or criticism that we might hear from people who, who don't believe the gospel, who hate the gospel. We thank you, Lord, that you have given us the example to Paul that we must be what's full of our hearts, Lord. We pray that you continue to give us the grace and the wisdom how to conduct ourselves in this perverse and crooked generation so that we'll be blameless and that we always provide the testimony so that you will be glorified in our lives. Father, thank you that you can help us in this area. Lord, we are very weak. We are a people who are gullible to commit mistakes. But thank you that you are our gracious Father who can help us and protect us. May we always shine for the Lord Jesus Christ. In his name we pray. Amen. Amen.